Welcome, everyone, to the 10th episode of the Al Fuse podcast, Ahlan Masahlan. We are here with content writer extraordinaire, Laura Robinson. She has written so many incredible articles on our website, including Algeria 101, Recommendations to Secret Sun and Casting Inshallah, Casablanca Food and Much Love, and three phenomenal, phenomenal pieces on an infographic of Moroccan food, a Morocco travel guide, and an interview with the artisans from Shabi's Sheik. So much great content out there, Laura. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found Alphuseic. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Excited to be here. So I actually found out about Alphuseic from Ben posting on LinkedIn. So we had been connected before through a fellowship called the Menor Fellowship. And so I just wrapped up that and was kind of looking for a way to stay engaged with the region um, and keep learning more. And so when I saw that both Megan and Ben were launching Alphuseic, it just seemed like the most incredible opportunity to keep learning and especially stay engaged with the region through writing. So yeah, I was very excited to have found it. It's an incredible resource. And we are so glad that you came to us in the way that you did. Obviously, we absolutely love all of our content writers who reach out and want to participate. It's people like you, exactly, who are so fascinated about the region and just want to learn and learn with another community and network with other professionals. I think that that is really what makes Elfuseic, the Elfuseic community so strong. So if you could just share a little bit about, you know, where you're coming from, your background, I, and just saying that we're so excited to have this section of Ahlan with Sahlan to honor the mosaic of journeys that everyone takes. So, I mean, tell us more about your experience with the Minaswana region. So I first started um, learning about the region pretty much in French classes, just different units about Algeria and Morocco um, in high school French classes. And then that kind of kicked off, I guess, just always wanting to learn more and just kind of feeling really passionate about finding ways to foster intercultural communication and yeah, just opening that dialogue. So that kind of was the start of me being interested in the region. And then I actually did not have any experience in the region until after college. So I applied to the Middle East North Africa Region Fellowship. And so then that led me to be working at a travel agency in Casablanca for the past year, which was a really incredible opportunity to kind of get really hands-on experience in the region and see just the kind of vastness of the diversity and just the multifaceted nature of Morocco specifically, but kind of the region as a whole. Yeah. And so I've just been ever since looking for ways to stay engaged with um, the Meta region. So incredible to have that ex expertise in your background. You know, a travel agency in the Middle East sounds like a dream job first and foremost. So I'm so happy you were able to physically work there. And, and, and what I really appreciate about your background is that you come from the French side of things, which is a very important and prevalent language when it comes to the region. And I think that's why you were such a wonderful fit for them in our fellowship and thrived so successfully living in a different country, different region, but with your language skills made you a wonderful fit for the travel agency world. And you turned that into an Alphuseic post. So please check that out. If you ever find yourself in Morocco, hopefully shortly, you have a lot of great tips from a resident Moroccan travel expert on our website. Thank you again for sharing that, Laura. Um, yeah, you know, your, your year in Morocco was very engaging. I mean, you were there right when the rest of 2019 to 2020 and, and the beginning of 2020 when COVID hit, you know, you evacuated. You know, if it's not too much uh, difficult to talk about, do you mind chatting a little bit about what it was like to live in country, working full time, you know, when restrictions popped up. I know that was a pretty big, big deal for all of them and our fellows, but I was just curious if you'd like to share a little about your experience in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that was definitely kind of a very uncertain, chaotic time worldwide for everyone in every industry and everywhere around the world. But it was definitely 
a very interesting time to be working within the travel industry um, and just kind of seeing how quickly things um, shut down and how quickly restrictions were imposed. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, it's a tough time to be fostering kind of intercultural communication and real firsthand experiences. Obviously, that's not possible at the moment. But it was also kind of um, interesting to see the ways that that company was able to kind of adapt and create sort of virtual travel experiences and find new ways to share the experience of Morocco without being in Morocco. So yeah, that was definitely a very unpredictable time, I would say. And it definitely happened very quickly, like with evacuation borders closed with, you know, no notice. So that was definitely, uh, yeah, a crazy time. But I was fortunate enough to get to um, work remotely for them, even from the States after leaving Morocco. So yeah, I'm very hopeful that sometime soon again, as you said, that, you know, we'll be able to experience the MENA region with firsthand travel. But until then, you know, Alphuseic, definitely read read up on the post and it, it feels like you're there. <laughs> I'm really curious to hear about how it works virtually work working from home. I'm pretty sure you're in Colorado, which would be eight hours behind Morocco. Obviously the virtual tours might make it a little bit easier to do the travel agency, but you know, if, if you can chat a little bit about how your company adapted, I think that's something that I have seen in a lot of the discussions and, and engagements of, of how companies are adapting to this time is the resiliency of switching to virtual spaces. So I'd love to hear, especially given your expertise in just working there recently, what it was like, A, to work you know so many hours time zone wise away from the country you're doing travel for, but the specifics of what the virtual tours and, and engagements looked like. I'm, I'm so fascinated by it. Yeah, so we kind of took some previous video content that guests had shared with us just of their travels over the years and kind of made that into a different video for each destination about kind of the things you can see, the things you can do in each of those regions. So it was kind of a cool way to kind of build upon the past experiences that travelers had had with this company and kind of make that into a way that we could share with current and future guests to try to keep them engaged and excited about travel to Morocco. In terms of logistics with the time change, yeah, it was it was some early morning calls for sure. But yeah, it's definitely an incredibly resilient team that was really kind of all hands on deck. And it was very interesting too, because the company kind of switched to marketing to the Moroccan market. So people, Moroccans living in different cities or areas of the country who wanted to explore their own country and kind of see new places um, because it just has so much to offer and there's an incredible diversity in landscapes and just in in everything within Morocco. So things kind of pivoted to that. And then the focus was shifted in a way that I think really fosters resilience within that industry and hopefully, hopefully, yeah, keeps people engaged in learning about just the very multifaceted culture and experiences to be had in Morocco. Laura, from from what you've told us, obviously, that's so fascinating. And I think that the like the Menar Fellowship, which I know a little bit more about, and you can you can expand on as well. And Ben can also talk about because he volunteers with you guys. But I think that that's so unique and such a wonderful opportunity to be able to dive right in to the region and the culture and, and really start learning in such a hands on community based approach. With that kind of experience, where do you see yourself headed now? Um, yeah, it was an incredible experience to really get that sort of firsthand experience in a really hands-on way. And so I, I definitely hope to build upon that. And I think what was so incredible about that experience was kind of you, that you're totally immersed in a workplace, in a country, in a community. And I think that that's something that's been really important to how I see the region and shaping my experiences in Morocco and my ideas about just the incredible culture and lifestyles that exist in that region. So yeah, I'm very hopeful that I can kind of build upon that and keep finding opportunities to kind of have that really personal face-to-face connection. Yeah, no, nothing could compare, I think, to the experience of getting to know and be part of a community there. So I'm definitely hoping to use that to kind of continue to foster that intercultural communication and kind of 
create bridges, like exactly what Alphasaic does in terms of broadening perspectives, um, sharing stories, just things that really, I think, open minds globally about a region that's often really misunderstood. So I'm definitely hoping to build upon that and hopefully in a future role can continue to yeah help build those connections where I can. I'm so appreciative of, of all of these perspectives, Laura. For a little bit of a perspective when it comes to the Menard Fellowship, uh, I'm on the board for that. And it, it follows a very similar engagement and, and, and perspective when it comes to the Middle East region, just like Al-Fuzaic does, maybe because I'm on both of those <laughs> two teams. But the, the purpose is, is for connecting international, and for the Menard specifically, American um, college graduates to live and work in the Middle East for an entire year. And so that background and perspective, what's really wonderful about the Menard Fellowship, you know, of course, the stories like Laura's is, is huge, but the ability to immerse yourself in a way that you're not just necessarily traveling or learning a language, although those are both very important, but physically working and engaging. I mean, the, the point of when Laura moved to Colorado, so many hours behind, time was own lies, but found a way to engage the tourism agency for Moroccans exploring their own country. I think that is such a beautiful phrase and a beautiful thought, and it's a definite key feature of the alumni success of the Menard Fellowship. And so when Al-Fuzaic became an, an avenue that our fellows, but also just other great engaged content writers all across the globe can continue to work on this writing situation and engage. I'm so grateful to have Laura's stories and expertise. The Morocco Travel Guide makes me miss that country so immensely. I have seen most of those cities and I love the perspectives and, and the images that Laura used. But also even more so is just the, the emphasis on the communities of the region that Laura has spent the whole year in. I think it's, it's so valuable uh, to have your experience here, Laura, and, and thank you so much. And, and speaking, we've talked a lot about Morocco, and I know that's your huge interest, and, and I'm down to keep talking about Morocco. It, it's some of my most formative memories have been in that country. Is there a potential goal or desire for you, Laura, to, to head back to that country, um, obviously to visit all the cities you've traveled to, but also to potentially work and deepen your connections there? I would definitely love to get to go back um, to Morocco, especially having kind of left on unpredictable circumstances. It all happened very suddenly. Um, in terms of leaving once borders shut down. So yeah, I definitely, I would love to get to um, be there again for a more extended period of time. Like you're saying, rather than just, you know, you're not visiting, you're not just traveling, but really getting to be kind of rooted and have those grounding principles in a community would be, you know, a, a dream come true to get to do again. It was a beyond incredible experience. And kind of, as you said, just having that community and that really real sense of hospitality and openness that I found within my community in Casablanca was a total game changer in terms of thinking about the just the warmth of that region and the warmth of people globally. So I would definitely hope that someday work or life will take me back there again to be there for a more extended period of time. But yeah, it's truly, I can only speak to my experience there, but a remarkable sense of openness and hospitality and just people are very willing to help and with open arms. So that was a very much incredible experience with coworkers and friends and my community there. So I, I definitely hope that someday staying engaged in the region will bring me back there again for work or otherwise. And I will say too that one day Alphuzaic hopes to do uh, MENA study tours and engaged uh, activities when that is possible and when we are able to put this together. But we will absolutely be highlighting your expertise to be our, our uh, travel guide when it comes to Morocco. I think that might be the first place we will go. So we will definitely find a way, at least through Alphuzaic, if nothing else, to, to get you back to Morocco. <laughs> um, but th this is just so, so incredible to, to really focus on the 
living for, you know, most of our community writers have done a semester or maybe a summer abroad, incredibly informative and phenomenal experiences. But I think to physically work there and have your career be intertwined, I mean, that was your first job straight out of college, was moving to Morocco for a year and working for a travel agency. I just think that is such an incredible way to kickstart your career. And I uh, just appreciate hearing all of the uh, positive impacts and influences it had on where you're at now. If you'd like to sort of pivot to what you're focusing on now and, and how you want to continue the engagement with Morocco, I, we, I think our viewers would love to hear that. Definitely, yeah. And going off of the first point that you were saying, I think that was also one of the things that drew me so much to Alphazaic is that moving to Morocco was kind of my first lived experience in the region. I hadn't been there before. And so I think Alphazaic is exactly the platform that I wish I had had um, in getting ready for that move. And in getting ready for that job to kind of learn about um, just, you know, all the things that all these content writers are writing about, because it's been so amazing to see kind of the different approach that I think all the writers take in terms of kind of the common goal of breaking down um, stereotypes and misconceptions about the region through tons of different themes and tons of different avenues. So yeah, I think that's kind of what drew me most to Alphazaic is just thinking that this is something that needs to exist. So I'm so happy and excited that you guys created this. Yeah, um, so most of my writing that I've done for Alphazaic has kind of been focused on sort of the everyday lifestyle sort of things that I thought really challenged perceptions of what I had read initially and known about the region and, and you know, common media that often kind of misportrays certain aspects of it. And kind of just seeing that there was no common experience or narrative or anything within the lived reality of being in Morocco. So I've been trying to kind of focus on portraying those everyday experiences that are, I guess, just very multifaceted. So writing about different themes from cuisine to culture to entertainment. Um, and I'm currently working on a one piece about Casablanca street style. So I reached out to a artist who's based in Casablanca who does a lot of styling and just kind of about his perception of um, how style in Casablanca has changed generationally and over time. And yeah, so I'm just kind of excited about all the work to come. So I definitely hope to keep writing about lots of different aspects of Morocco and hopefully learning more about other countries in the region as well. Yeah, no, thank you, Laura. I think that makes so much sense. Uh, going forward for El Fusaic in the future, I mean, what are you most curious about in the region? Obviously, you're very well-versed in Moroccan lifestyle and culture. Uh, so what do you think you want to really push yourself on uh, and learn more about? I definitely want to push myself to learn more about other countries in the region, because I know just within my experience in Morocco, I found that there's an endless amount of languages and geography and ideas and lifestyles, everything like that. So, you know, kind of seeing that vastness of perspectives within one country makes me very excited to keep learning about the rest of the region, all the intersectional identities of all of the countries in the region. So I'm definitely excited to kind of push myself out of what I know about Morocco and also to keep learning about Morocco and drawing inspiration from all the amazing content that is on existing on the site and that all the writers are publishing constantly. Yeah, I'm just challenging myself to learn about new things and new kind of themes and areas of lifestyles and within the entirety of the region and branch out from Morocco as well. Incredible. I'd love to hear that. And I'm so excited to see what comes next. The content writing process is really exciting. And we ask this question to every single one of our content writers, just because we're always curious to see how the process goes through as a content writer specifically, what has been a really challenging part of, the, of being a content writer so far? And what's been a very enjoyable part of the content writing process? Um, I think I would say the format in, in which I write, like kind of forcing myself to branch out from just writing like article style posts has been kind of both the challenging and the exciting thing. So kind of, you know, making infographics, making, uh, writing interview style things. So kind of pushing format wise in the different 
ways that I am trying to share stories about the region um, has been, I'd say, both challenging just in terms of trying to share an effective story, but also something I've enjoyed the most kind of in learning about different ways to communicate digitally and communicate via the AlphaSeq platform has been both a challenge and an incredible learning experience. I, I think I think one of the big things that we love to ask our content writers is really just uh, obviously their experiences are also different, yes, uh, and we love and appreciate uh, and respect all of those different experiences. But I think that a lot of us are coming from, particularly from America, as American students, are coming to uh, this region and the study of this region from a particular perspective. So, you know, in previous podcast episodes, Ben and I have both talked about how the blatant misconceptions that we were fed during our um, education early on about this region uh, really, you know, spurred us further into wanting to learn more. So what do you think, uh, something that, you know, people really seem to misunderstand about this region that you would want to address or, you know, tell other people about, particularly from your extensive experience in country? I think the very fact that when you think of the MENA region, there's kind of one narrative that comes to mind is something that very obviously needs to be challenged just in the sense that you have all of these people and cultures and languages and places. And there's so much nuance, I think, within all of that. And so often you hear just about, as you guys have discussed a bit on the podcast, the kind of conflict within the region, when really you have so much in terms of art and culture and cuisine and language and just an incredibly rich history and incredibly rich um, culture. So I think I kind of want to just challenge that there's, you know, there's a lot of danger to having one story about any person, place or region. Um, so I think the work that Alphazaic is doing to kind of approach and shed light on the kind of multifaceted nature of the region through so many different angles and through so many different themes does so much to break that down. I mean, I know I've learned so much just from reading posts about all the other writers' experiences. And so I kind of hope that just sort of that variety of takes on countries and events and politics and culture and everything within the region, it kind of dismantles that. So I think, yeah, I would say the one thing that I would hope is that the Alphazaic community and listeners and readers just seek to kind of read a variety of um, of sources and kind of learn about new things rather than sort of the typical narrative that's often told about the region, just because it is so, you know, endlessly ever-changing and multifaceted. And there's just so much to be learned, I think, beyond the single story that's often told about the region. And that's exactly the emphasis of Al-Fusaic. I mean, the, the word Al-Fusaifusa or mosaic, which mean the same thing in Arabic and English, that's why we splice those two words together for a multicultural focus. And that's why we have content writers from all over the globe with all different levels of awareness when it comes to meaner issues, because we want as full of a picture as possible. So I'm so grateful that you're a part of that mosaic, a pretty large part, I may add. You are the first one to get to your sixth project with us, and we can't wait for seven and onwards. So thank you again, Laura. Um, two more final questions, and then we'll wrap up today. But I just really appreciate hearing your perspective. And, and so I'm excited to travel to Morocco soon with all of your great tips in mind. Um, since you did have a full career for a year in the Middle East specifically and are trying to transition that to an, a U.S. context, I guess I'm just curious on what your biggest piece of advice would be for MENA-focused professionals entering the workforce. I would say probably to to seek out people who are interested in the same things as you and, you know, whether that's, it doesn't need to be like a specialization, I think, but just, you know, I, even before Alphazaic, I didn't even know that this community of people who were constantly, you know, trying to 
challenge this narrative existed. So I think finding even to this, this network has been immensely helpful. And you know, it's a really, it's a group of very passionate people who are in different ways and in different industries working towards creating change in the global narrative and just really passionate about learning about this region and sharing experiences and amplifying stories. Um, and so I think kind of just seeking out people to learn from within that industry and within that kind of area of interest um, has been immensely helpful in just my own pursuit to learn more about what's out there in terms of careers within, you know, all things MENA. So yeah, I think just kind of finding and always seeking out people to to talk to and hear about their experiences and bounce those ideas off of is very helpful. And it, it just, it never hurts to, I think, reach out and see what you can connect with someone and talk to someone and learn from them about. I love that answer. One, because that's exactly why Alphusaic exists, but also it's just so great to, to hear that to create this community of people engaged on demystifying and, and ending the har- harmful and horrible narrative of the Middle East is exactly what Alphusaic's main mission is. And we're doing that through sharing educational, cultural, tra- and in your case, travel resources with our community. So I'm so grateful that you're a part of this community to share that resource and that you found it so valuable to continue to network and engage. Any final thoughts that you want to share with our, our listeners, um, Laura? I'm, I'm so grateful to hear from you. And if there's any final words of advice or, or ideas or a final article you'd like to plug, I'll give you this chance right now. I'm just very excited to be a, a part of the Alphazate community. Yeah, I think this is awesome work that you guys are doing. So I'm very appreciative to have found you guys. And I, I can't wait to, yeah, keep writing more. And hopefully, as you said, hopefully someday, you know, the whole Alphazate crew can, can head to Morocco. That would be a blast. But um, yeah, just very thankful that this platform exists. So very excited to keep seeing and keep working with you guys. And I can't wait to call you our tour guide for the first Alphuzaik cultural trip. Uh, <laughs> we will keep you in our group. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 10 of the Ahlan Masahlan podcast here on Alphuzaik. Thank you so much to Laura. And if you would like to read all of her incredible articles and all the ones forthcoming, please go to our website, alphuzaik.net. That's A-L-F-U-S-A-I-C dot N-E-T. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in.